Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. What's going on? What up? We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be notified on every new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Colts Cast and on Instagram at Colts Cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, and opinions we tweet. Again, that's at the Colts Cast on Twitter and at Colts Cast on Instagram. Jamal, you know I always got to ask. You ready to get into some Colts content? You know the answer all the time. Let's Let's get it. So we were going to do an episode on running back rankings, but today we are going to discuss the retirement of Kyrie Willis and the implications it will have on our defense. So we'll postpone that episode till Monday, but Kyrie Willis gave us some content to talk about. So breaking news hit Wednesday when the Indianapolis Colts starting safety Kyrie Willis announced his retirement. Willis shared a note on Instagram that said, quote, I'd first like to thank the Indianapolis Colts organization for granting me the opportunity to compete in the National Football League the past three years. I've built lifelong relationships with numerous teammates, coaches, and support staff that have impacted me greatly. The lessons that I've learned in this phase of my life will be valuable for me in my next chapter. With much prayer and deliberation, I've elected to officially retire from the NFL as I endeavor to devote the remainder of my life to the further advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank all of my family, friends, and those who have supported me on this journey thus far, and I look forward to your continued support through the next phase of my life. I am both humble and excited to pursue the holy call that God has for my life, which brings me much joy and purpose. Thank you for all your support over the years. God bless. Signed, Kyrie Willis. End quote. So, he posted on Instagram, um, I don't know if he has a Twitter, but that was definitely on Instagram. Such a young career, man. Oh, yeah. Only played three seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really trying to fit the pieces into this puzzle. I think there's something missing here to me. You know, he's a fourth rounder, became a solid starter, and then retires is a complete shock to me. Yeah. Right? Oh, I mean, shock. Did this hit you as hard as it hit me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially out of nowhere, like you said, a, a starter, yeah, uh, a young guy and who had great potential. Twenty six, right? Yeah, twenty six years old. Yeah, the front office had to know about this before the draft, right? I would like to think so. It all makes sense now. Yeah, that's why we were going heavy, man. <laughs> right, picked up Rodney McLeod in the mm-hmm. offseason and then drafted Nick Cross, and I'm sitting mm-hmm. here like, why do we need all these safeties? So I think they had a heads up maybe beforehand or I don't know, big brother found out. <laughs> I think you may be right. <laughs> <laughs> but good luck on Kyrie Willis's next journey in life. Absolutely. And we wish him the best. Absolutely. I'm, you know, I was just a little perplexed. But Jamal, can you tell us a little about his journey to the NFL from back when he was a puppy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, back to the pup days, man. He's a a young guy. (laughs) Young Young guy came out of high school, Lumen uh, Christie Catholic High School in Jackson, uh, Michigan. While he was there, he actually didn't even play safety. He wasn't on defense at all. He played running back. 
Um, and while he was there, he actually had a pretty solid career as a running back and leading to him committing to Michigan State. We'll get into that in a minute, but just a couple of, you know, fun facts about him when he was in high school, six foot, 189 pound running back. So not, not bad size, not bad size at all. And actually I was reading yeah. here a little while ago on the USA Today high school sports, kind of his season going into uh, making that commitment to Michigan State. He rushed, he rushed for 1,565 yards and 27 touchdowns in eight games uh, when he was a running back there. So not, not too bad of a, not too bad of a year for eight games. Yeah. He almost averaged four touchdowns a game. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? Well, but what's even more impressive than that, man, is he holds the record there at their school for most rushing yards in a season, 2,800 yards. That's wild. Jeez. Yeah. So needless to say, I think he touched the ball a whole lot, but you know, once we kind of transitioned over to Michigan state, Sure, he knew that they always have a pretty decent running back class with them. And with his size, I mean, it would make sense for him to kind of be in a different spot. So six foot, 189 pounds. He goes into Michigan State as a, as a uh, safety. And now there he played 43 games, 189 tackles, three sacks, three interceptions and two forced fumbles. So pretty good career overall you know nothing too exciting but a pretty good career overall for I think, uh, uh for what you could ask for. seven tackles for a loss 13 passes yeah. defended mm-hmm. per, yeah it solid career yeah which then led him into NFL draft man he got we as you mentioned earlier short career uh he came on board in 2019 as a fourth round draft pick pick number 109 uh, and as we talked about already, you know, he, he was starting a strong safety force at the start of the 2021 season, and he started for six out of the seven games before he got put on the IR list uh, for one month. He actually went on it in November, and he was on it until December, but at that time he didn't come back as a starter. You know what? Well, obviously, because we know how our season kind of went after that, but um, he didn't come back in as a starter for us. Yeah, um, just to touch on his his college career a little bit, you know, he was a leader there his senior year. He got voted to be team captain. So one of his traits coming into the tra- uh, into the draft was, oh, he's a leader. He He's a locker room guy. He's going to be able to lead his defense. But even so, he wasn't highly touted in the 2019 NFL draft. Mediocre prospect, mm-hmm. you know, got drafted in the fourth round, just like you said, uh, by the Colts. Wasn't very athletic. You know, we like to draft athletic guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, he got beat by a lot of speedy guys because he didn't have that speed. Uh, but again, work ethic, top notch. He never gave up on the play and always gave 100% every game. He could read quarterbacks very well. So he knew how to get the early jump on on coverage, had a good size and frame, you know, just like that explosiveness, speed, quickness you'd want out, out of a defensive back. Um but yeah, what what about his NFL career? Yeah. His NFL career, thirty three starts, so not bad. Again, like you say, came in as a as a starter for us in the twenty twenty one season. But during those thirty three starts, uh, and I should say during his entire career with us, two hundred and nineteen tackles, four interceptions, one touchdown, one forced fumble. So I I like to think that his career was on the uptick. You know, I, with what we have going on, I think that he would have. Had he stayed, he would have been a great fit for us. And he was beginning mm-hmm. to make a name for himself, which is most important, especially after you said with all the, you know, all of um, 
the things that we were reading about here when he was coming out of college. Uh, but leader being the, the biggest one, I think that he was definitely going to make a name for himself for us if he if he could have stayed in. Yeah, only if. But let's talk about that safety position a little bit. So he played the strong safety position. So there's a free safety and a strong safety. Um, Kyrie Willis playing the strong safety position. He lined up on the strong side of the field. So for casual football fans, that's going to be – it depends on how the offense is oriented. So usually they'll follow the tight end on whichever side they're lined up on. But if there's zero or two tight ends, they usually play uh, on the right side unless the quarterback is uh, left-hand dominated. So unless they're going against like Tua Tunga Viola, he's going to be lined up on the right side with no tight ends in. But think of a strong safety as like – an auxiliary linebacker. So they help more in the run defense, you know, still able to cover, but you know, sometimes, especially on blitzes, you know, they're, they're the ones going in instead of the free safety, they might be lined up in the box, you know, et cetera. Um, they're usually bigger and stronger than the free safety. So free safeties are the faster and more likely smaller safeties. They play the weak side of the field, of course, they're technically the very last line of defense, uh, and they help more in pass coverage than they do in run coverage or run run defense. So they have to have good eyes and be able to survey the field to figure out you know where the play is going. So Kyrie Willis, he he did fit into that strong safety role more, and that's good because he he did like that speed. So it it would have sucked for him to get beat over the top against a, a, a speedy receiver. Like imagine Tyree kill going down the mm-hmm. seam and just blowing past him. And, you know, he doesn't have the speed and quickness to, to stay with him. But that, that was just a, a little intro on the safety positions, but I'm trying to figure out what impact this is going to have on our defense. Jamal, just his sudden retirement. Can we fill the void? I want to know your thoughts. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. a decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do, uh, a lot. First, shout out to you, man. I appreciate that breakdown for all of our listeners out there because that's that's important stuff. That's, that's all important stuff. So I'm glad uh, you kind of broke that down and, and painted the picture mm-hmm. for us because it would make sense kind of going into what we talk about when we talk about how this will affect our defense. Absolutely. Uh, um, so, you know, coming off the bat for us, as I mentioned, I want to start with the free safety uh, for us with Julian Blackman getting back on track. We know, we know we've been waiting for him. He's finally back into the uh, – kind of full speed play seven on seven play on well, Pascali. So glad to see he is back. Uh, I think he'll be de facto um, free safety one really? out there for, I think so. I think so, man. I, I, I think that he, he's going to have another month of getting back into the Groover thing, but once he's back full speed, I don't, I, I really think he's up next. I think he'll walk in there and, and just take over. 
Um, so that leaves us filling the void for that strong safety there for us. Uh, and as as we know, just this past offseason, as we talked about earlier, we picked up a couple players. We picked up one being a vet, Ronnie McLeod from Philly this offseason, who's had a pretty good career uh, overall. He was on Philly's Super Bowl team with Frank Wright. So, of course, we always have that mutual connection. I feel like Frank Wright always finds a way to pull somebody from Philly for us every year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, besides his 2018 season where he had an MCL tear, uh, and his 2020 season where he ended early because he had an ACL tear, he's had a pretty good career. Um, you know, he bounced back and had a solid 2021 season after the ACL tear. But I wonder, I, I, I got to ask you, man, I wonder if this injuries he's had because MCL and ACL, those are two pretty serious injuries, especially in the same knee as well. Do you, do we think he's a pretty big injury risk for this upcoming season? I mean, that's, that's two injuries over two years. Possibly. I mean, the melting pot, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got those two major injuries, and then with his age, yeah, I think at that point you're you're just injury prone. Yeah, um, could surprise us. Could just be healthy, which I I'm hoping, but yeah, it's it it is definitely a concern. Yeah, I I kind of figured you would say that, and that's that was my thought process as well. Um, it you know I I think that he will start off for us, uh, be the starter, and I think that he will probably start play pretty well in this defense. I think he'll be a little more protected as we talked about in this defense where everyone kind of has a chance to stay home in their central little zone area. So he may not have to be out making as many big moves maybe as he did in Philly or, or when he was in St. Louis, um, you know, kind of leading up to early in his career. But I will say, man, one person I'm excited for that could open the door for it to, which I, again, as we always say, I hope no one gets injured, but in the event of an injury, from Rodney, we got the young buck Nick Cross, the Maryland Terps. Yeah, man, the Terps Cross he hype could, train. Exactly, he could come in and he could do some work for us. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited for him. Young guy, fast, uh, a head full of steam, ready to get after it every single play. That's that's what we need. And I think that him, along with uh, Blackman and with our backers and our DBs, I mean, it could be something special. And I kind of want to go into that a little bit because when we think about Cross in this in this cover three scheme, I think he fits perfectly here. In his final year with Maryland, he had 63 tackles, three sacks, three interceptions, four pass breakups, two forced fumbles. And all that tells me, Eric, is I mean, he's just all over the field, bro. He's everywhere. Oh, yeah. He's everywhere. And what more could you ask for when you have someone who's all over the field and we ask for just a little bit less of you, you don't have to be everywhere. Now you can just focus on you focus on one position. I think he can be a lockdown when he's walked up for us. Um, and the reason why I think that is because some of these defense, excuse me, some of these weaknesses that NFL.com put up for him on draft day, they kind of stuck out to me, especially thinking of how Gus Bradley is coming in with this defense this year. Some of the weaknesses for him was he doesn't drive with the playmaking angles on end-breaking routes. Uh, he becomes dragged down tackler at times, so he's kind of grabbing her on the waist and getting drugged down instead of grabbing at the ankles. Uh, can be tardy, triggering downhill and run support. Needs to keep feet active while gathering to tackle. Now, these things, 
in a normal Sound setting, like make, he can't tackle. I'm that's sorry. That's what I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, and in a normal <laughs> setting, I think these <laughs> bug me a little bit. That, that's that's a little worrying. Okay. But yeah, it is. It is. But going back to what you said, man, with that strong safety being walked down like he is, for one, we have great tacklers on our squad. We got Okereke, we got Leonard, we got Kenny Moore. I mean, these we look at Kenny Moore. Look how small he is. I, mean, I shouldn't say small, but what five nine. 190 pounds, and dude don't miss a tackle. Like, he'll he'll go out to anybody. He'll go up against Derrick Henry. And I'm saying this because that means we got people out here who know how to tackle, who can teach him. And that, that's really what he needs is to be taught how to tackle correctly. And I think there's no better place than to be to have to kind of pick up to learn how to tackle a little better than in this defense because we have people who swarm to the ball every single play. We None of our players kind of just watch someone to get run over or or we always have 11 hats on the ball that's what i'm getting at every single play we're going to make sure that someone's there to help you out so in the event that he's going up against a derrick henry or he's going to get up against a travis kelsey who just caught a pass in the flats or something am i scared absolutely i am absolutely scared but what i'm not afraid of is the support coming right behind him you know if we can just kind of what we need him to be for us is a a body in the way. He can be a body in the way to kind of hit that initial contact. We can come clean up on the back end. And I think that he will work for this because he'll he'll be quick enough to move around the field like we need to and kind of get in the way of the defender, or excuse me, uh, um, a running back or a tight end or a wide receiver, and maybe even allow them to kind of break down a little bit to kind of work on where they want to go left, right, straight. And that will give us a little bit of time to get someone else over there. I'm not afraid of him getting run over or running away from a tackle. I think he'll definitely try his best to get there. I just don't know that he will make the tackle. But again, as long as he can stop somebody or potentially get them to break down and slow their speed, we'll be all right. Well, I think I think we'll be all right. We better be. Yeah, I liked how you uh, brought up Bobby Okariki. He's 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 solid. He was really good his rookie year. Um, I really like him, but let's talk about Julian Blackman. So who, who do you think is going to play strong safety then? You, you said it was going to be cross or McLeod. I think, I think McLeod will start for us. I think he'll start and I don't, I think he probably will get most reps. I was just kind of more so breaking down in the event that McLeod gets hurt or he's not playing too hot, then Cross could step in. I think that Cross will get a lot of PT this uh, this season, but I don't see him as a start of his rookie season. I think McLeod right. will, will run the table. I just, okay, so I want to flip it because I think they may put Blackman in that strong safety role. Ooh, okay. Because McLeod, he's, he's been playing free safety for the Eagles. Uh, you know, he's he's good. He's He excels in coverage. Mm-hmm. So... I think they keep him there. Blackman's a little bigger, so you know how I was saying they they want the the bigger, stronger uh, safeties at strong safety. Mm-hmm. So I think Blackman fits that fits that role maybe a little better. I've seen some. You want to talk about tackling Blackman? Blackman can tackle. I've yeah. seen I've seen some some film on him. He just whew, he's explosive. But yeah, McLeod, he's aging, still good though. Um, that, that's, that's all I wanted to say about that. Nick Cross, I agree. I think he's going to get some play time. Uh, he won't start. I agree with that as well. 
maybe in a nickel package he gets in or you know if they're giving mm-hmm. somebody else a break he, he hops in but he's got to learn he's a rookie he's got to learn um but i think he could play both positions so versatile has mm-hmm. potential but i just think blackman and mcleod they have more experience so therefore they're just going to start over him but i think one of my questions was can we replace Kyrie Willis? Can we fill that void? I just want to say, so this isn't like a Andrew Luck retirement. We just lost a right. potential, you know, top seven quarterback. Like I like Kyrie Willis, and this episode is all about him. But it's not like he was irreplaceable. I agree. Absolutely no disrespect, but he ain't he ain't no Buddha Baker. <laughs> we. I just I just want to let Colts fans know we're going to miss them, but I, I think we're still on the right track with our defense. It hurts us a little bit, but we'll, we'll still stay on track. For sure. But yeah, man, so getting back into, you know, just one more quick thing I want to talk about for defense as we, as we kind of talk about uh, injuries. Some potential good news for us. Just reading an article on profootballtalk.com from NBC Sports. Uh, that was a little press conference from Frank Wright came out three days ago saying that Darius Leonard is actually back on track after his surgery. So we could be looking for him to uh, be back a little sooner than we anticipated. He actually may not miss too much practice time. Uh, just reading through the article here, they were saying that, you know, he could start practice. He could be ready to practice towards the start of training camp. Um, and if not, you know, Late July, he should be able to be back in the game for us, which is huge because we know of having a full offseason, you kind of want to get back to the game speed and you don't want to come in too late to everything that's going on. Fortunately for us, he knows the playbook, so that is not a problem at all. But Yeah, I don't want him coming back too quick. Right, I agree. I just had surgery. That's crazy. I I agree, and I want to know a little bit more on like the surgery to see to what extent or how sensitive it was. But I definitely agree. Like you said, we don't want it to be something where it's uh, we're just rushing him back in because I know someone like him, he wants to be back. So hopefully he's not pressing everybody. Yeah. T- tell Darius Leonard, we we do not need <laughs> you to play a snap until week one. Don't <laughs> I mean, just sit out of mandatory. Many can't sit out of preseason games. We know what you about. You ain't got to prove nothing <laughs> until week one. You good, Lenny. You good, maniac. Yeah. So that's some news for us. And last but not least, man, we can't we can't end the cast without giving a shout out to the man, the myth, the legend himself, the owner, Mr. Jim Ursay, who celebrated a birthday here back on six thirteen. Uh, so June thirteenth, and he turned sixty three years old. So he's been running the cruise ship for for a while. So happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Jim Ursay. In conclusion, though. I just want to give a shout out to Kyrie Willis pursuing something in life that he feels he needs to. That's going to bring him joy and happiness. He gave up the NFL, one of his other joys, but I'm, I'm happy for him. Good luck again. We're going to be okay, though, Colts Nation. We're going to be okay. Julian Blackman's coming back. We signed Rodney McLeod. We picked up Nick Cross in the draft. Don't worry. We're going to be okay. And that's going to wrap it up for us, folks. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Monday 
to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content, especially the AFC running back rankings. We're going to give a top 20 uh, rankings for running backs only in the AFC. It could be multiple uh, running backs from one team. You'll just have to tune in to find out. Have a good weekend, everyone. Y'all stay out this heat. <laughs>